Hello, and welcome to another episode of Love Letters from Jesus. And I'm your host, Pastor Ted Bojanic, pastor of Shepherd of the Hills Lutheran Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. We are here today, or I am here today, with um, Shelly and Charles Brady, members of my congregation. Uh, they put in quite an effort to prepare a Sanctity of Life Sunday, and in the process gathered a lot of information that is very useful that we'd like to pass on to you today too, information from Christian Life resources that um, you can make use of. Our Sanctity of Life Sunday included a good discussion at Bible class between the adults and the children on life topics. It included a church service that focused on those kind of Bible readings and a sermon, which we're going to share with you in this episode later on uh, with a theme of Jesus is life. So you'll get to hear that in a little bit. But right now, I'm going to introduce you to Shelly and her husband, Charles. I want to say hello. 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 And I'm going to ask Shelly to go ahead now and share some information about Christian Life Resources. Okay. So uh, Christian Life Resources um, is an organization uh, that was founded by Pastor Robert Fleischman about 30 years ago. And it is a ministry that uh, provides scripturally bound counsel on life and family issues. Um, their goal is to promote the sanctity of life, reaching hearts uh, with the gospel of Christ. Um, Christian Life Resources, also known as CLR, is um, subject to uh, the doctrine and practice of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Um, however, uh, CLR is not uh, supported, uh, super, excuse me, supervised or funded by Wells. It's an independent ministry. And they have so many resources online. Um, uh, their website is christianliferesources.com. And if you go to the website, um, I can't tell you how much good information is on there. Um, they also uh, publish a magazine three or four times a year called Clearly Caring, in which they address uh, life issues, everything from um, uh, birth or abortion and uh, uh, euthanasia, um, just a multitude of life issues. And they also have a podcast that they just started in December. It's called Life Challenges, and it's available on Spotify, on uh, Google, and also um, Apple Podcasts. And uh, Life Challenges, they discuss biblical perspectives on uh, modern-day issues. And um, the, uh, the podcast in... Uh, are usually an interview with uh, Pastor Fleischman and Pastor Jeff Samuelson. Um, they CLR also published a position statement on the COVID vaccination. That's very, very informative, and that's available on the website. 
Um, also on the website, Pastor Fleischman blogs on uh, family topics, on uh, medical issues, and also ethical and social issues. Uh, CLR also offers, and this is free of charge, uh, medical directives. You can download a Christian version of a durable power of attorney to give Christ-centered direction for medical care. And it also comes with a supplement uh, for each state. Is that free of charge? It is free of charge, yep. Um, also on the website, uh, there are links to videos on different subjects, uh, including abortion, uh, to help a mother um, uh, come to live with the decision to not end her unborn child's life. Uh, videos also on addiction and um, in vitro fertilization, adoption, including domestic, foreign, and embryo. Um, they also have a family topics such as marriage, parenting, um, again, fertility, um, Christian ethics that CLR addresses uh, would be medical concerns, again, such as uh, the medical directives, but also organ donation, uh, stem cell uh, and cloning, substance abuse, cancer, dementia, also caregiving, um, palliative hospice and pain management uh, listen to uh, we listened to pastor fleischman in person uh, back in december and he was talking about one thing about caregiving is we also in addition to learning how to be a caregiver it's also important for us to learn to be recipients of care uh, pastor fleischman also discusses bioethics and eugenics um, euthanasia and assisted suicide, suicide, um, also sexuality, including chastity and homosexuality. S Christian Life Resources also has 11, 11 pregnancy care centers in the United States. Um, there's one in Arizona, Pastor Bajanic, that one is. Oh, yeah, Alpha Pregnancy Counseling Center in Phoenix. Um, it is based in um, an old classroom. They used to have a school at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School, and they have it in a classroom there. And I used to serve on the, the board for Alpha Pregnancy Counseling, and they do a lot of good work sharing information in addition to the one in the pregnancy center in arizona there's also one in ohio and then the remaining nine are uh, scattered in minnesota michigan wisconsin and illinois and most of these centers will give mm -hmm. a woman who's uh, troubled about a possible pregnancy a free pregnancy test, and then while they're waiting for the results, they'll talk to them about um, options in case they are pregnant. And uh, the, the last thing that I want to mention quick is about um, the new beginnings, A Home for Mothers, which is uh, under the umbrella of Christian Life Resources, and it's located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
and it was originally located in Denver. They were there for a long time. And just a couple of years ago, they moved to Milwaukee. And uh, it is not a traditional maternity home, which those usually go about six months, uh, are set up to, pro to uh, provide care for mothers for six months. However, New Beginnings is set up and prepared to provide support up to six years, six years uh, to provide support to new mothers. Um, it's not just a place to live. Um, the goal is to teach mothers to uh, become and help mothers to become self-sufficient. And so they cover a lot of aspects of life in uh, helping them develop spiritually, educationally, as a parent, and as a citizen in society. And so um, they assist women in uh, finishing high school, uh, getting their college degrees and having successful careers, finding and keeping stable housing. Um, let's see, they have served over 200 mothers plus their children uh, in the time that they've uh, been active. And they get hundreds of calls per year, yet their current maximum, maximum capacity is four mothers with one child. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, in, and locally in Milwaukee, they also uh, have a, a community, um, they do community outreach by providing a baby boutique in which uh, mothers can come in uh, one time a month and, and uh, get supplies that they need. Uh, for their babies. And again, uh, self-sufficiency is, um, is one of the highest goals of, uh, of new beginnings to help the mothers. And so they show, they show the women how to apply for college, how to dress for a job interview, how to write a resume, um, because uh, education and career is key. Um, also, a basic mom necessities uh, for uh, in their role as mothers. Um, also, they train them in financial management and and pairing, parenting. Um, all of these are to help the mothers uh, be contributing members of society and and uh, effective parents. Um, let me see what else do we need to say their their new new beginnings website is called homeformothers.com homeformothers.com and uh you can visit their website they're also on facebook in and instagram yes facebook and instagram and let me see, let me just look here right quick. Oh, so they are, what I wanted to say was they are building a new facility. Uh, CLR has purchased land in Milwaukee on which to build a new facility. And they want to expand to be able to accommodate uh, up to 10 mothers. Um, oh, and also I wanted to say that they have uh, mothers that um, are there again, long-term. Um, I'm gonna read you, uh, excerpts from uh, their update for 2021, where uh, the executive director, Tabitha Schrader, says that they were at full capacity for the 
entire year of 2021. And uh, yet they still receive, of course, numerous calls every week from mothers seeking their support. And so um, again, they are looking to expand. And so they purchased the piece of land to build a new facility uh, and that they will be able to serve twice as many mothers as babies as they can now. Um, they've had uh, three residents and their children um, in the facility this year. Two of the residents um, have been there for two years and one uh, is in, has been in there for three years now. Um, one mother was confirmed in her faith and will soon graduate with her associate degree. Another was able to get her GED and begin a technical degree program, program. and another is attending classes for her bachelor's degree this year. Uh, the children, all three children, have been baptized. That's really wonderful that all of this has happened and that they have this kind of ministry going on. Do you know, do they have people from other states who go there? There are always, uh, they do uh, seek volunteers to serve in different capacities. Okay. And so, yes, you can uh, be out of state. And, and they also have uh, different ways of supporting, um, you know, like congregations can, can either use the baby bottle to collect change, okay. or they also, they have, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, wish lists on Amazon and things like that where people can order right. supplies. I know the two of you went to uh, Austin to hear Pastor Fleischman speak at Holy Word Lutheran Church uh, not too long ago. Uh, Charles, what was your take on what you heard when you went there? Oh, it was it was wonderful. Uh, all the it was all about Christian life resources, and I used to think that it was only about pregnancy and, and single mothers. Uh, but now it's it's much much more. There's there's so much there. It's it's. I don't I don't see how they can s support that type of client, but apparently they're doing well. And there's a a big necessity for something like that in the area, and they're meeting those needs of many many women. Okay. So they have a lot of information that they can share. Yes. Oh, it's a lot of people. Amount of information. Yeah, the one other little information booklets uh, that they had sent to us. Um, uh, I love the last thing in it. I'll just read it real quick. Um, um, living the sanctity of life through acts of love and concern and sharing the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, that's really what it's all about, isn't mm -hmm. it? And one more time, if you could give us the uh, CLR website so people can, can go there. The CLR Christian Life Resources website is christianliferesources.com. Uh, their phone number is 414 376-0594. All right. Thank you so much for uh, being here today and <clears throat> giving us all this information. And hopefully it will 
be of value to people listening to this and that they will make use of the information that is available through Christian Life Resources. In a little bit here, you'll be able to hear the sermon from Sanctity of Life Sunday, Jesus is Life, based on sermon text from Mark chapter 5 on uh, the resurrection of the synagogue ruler's daughter and how that really applies to all of us. So hang in there. The sermon is up next. The Lord be with you. and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our consideration today is recorded for us in Mark chapter 5, beginning with verse 35. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying, And wailing loudly, he went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them, to give her something to eat. These are God's words. Jesus is the Lord of life. The world knows nothing of this. Jesus has life in his hands. In John 14.6, Jesus declared, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father except through me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Truly that is true. All life comes from Jesus. In fact, Jesus is life. Jesus is the source of all life. (laughs) 
St. Paul makes this very clear when he writes his letter to the Colossians in chapter 2 and tells us about the supremacy of Christ. Telling us that Christ holds everything together in every way. He who was involved in creation, Christ was there. Christ was there at the first day of creation. Speaking, let there be light. And there was light. And everything in all creation needs light to live. Light is an intricate part of God's creation. We get vitamins from the sun. God created everything in such an intricate way in this world. We just heard from our first lesson how God created all the animals from the from the earth. And he brought them to Adam and had Adam name them. But before there was an Adam, God created Adam from the soil. And he breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. So God is the source of life and Jesus Christ is God. And Adam became a living being. And from Adam's rib, he created a woman. And he brought the woman to his man, Adam. And they rejoiced over each other. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He shall be called woman. Adam rejoiced over his wife. And there was no sin. And they were happy together. But when sin entered the world and changed everything, then came death and ruined it all. And mankind found so many different ways to kill and destroy and end life, but man hasn't found a way to begin life because he can't. Because Jesus is life. Only Jesus can give life. He is the source of all life. He is the source of the physical life we have. He is the source of the spiritual life we have. We are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And God supplies that faith through the Word. Through the washing of baptism, God supplies that faith, which is like a hand that allows you to grasp onto your Savior, and you are saved. And God makes you clean, washing you away, washing away all your sins, the filth of sin, making you clean and holy in His sight. Jesus Christ is life. 
And even when a life ends, it doesn't just float away. It goes somewhere. It goes to God's hand. For he is the source of all life. And life returns to him. There are people who think life just ends and goes into some void. But really, Christ is the giver of all life. He is, in this fallen world, the only one who has the right to end life. And when a life ends, it returns to him. And he's the judge of that life. And by faith in Christ, a life, a believer's life, he can take that life and bring it into heaven. An unbeliever's life, he can send to hell. Because all life belongs to him. He can do with it as he chooses. He's the owner of it all. And he's explained in his Bible what he's going to do. In our text, Jesus is in Galilee. In a town of Capernaum, which really isn't that big of a town. And there was a crowd pressing around him, hearing him teach, and wanting to see miracles. Because he had healed so very many people. In the crowd, there's this woman who had suffered from bleeding for 12 years. And she was thinking to herself, if I could just touch his clothing, I would be healed. So she got up nice and close and touched the edge of his garment. And... And she was healed. Jesus felt power go out from him. And at that he says, Who touched me? And his disciples are saying to themselves, Are you kidding me? Everybody's pressing, touching you in this crowd, and you're saying, You're saying, Who touched you? Well, that's human beings thinking, Jesus is God. He knew who touched him. So he's looking through the crowd, and finally this woman came and knelt down in front of him and confessed. And he greeted her and said, Sister, my daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. But right then is when messengers from the synagogue ruler's house arrived with sad news. You see, the whole time this is going on and this crowd is pressing around Jesus and Jesus is busy with this woman, the synagogue ruler is anxious because he wants to ask Jesus to heal his dying daughter. And he knew his time was short. Would Jesus get to his house in time? Well, the answer winds up being no. And then these messengers come to Jairus and tell him, 
this sad news. While Jesus was still speaking, some men from some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Oh, what terrifying news. This left him speechless. The synagogue ruler, I mean. He had nothing he could say. Instant sadness. Jesus ignored this. This message had no impact on Jesus. Because he's God. Her being sick is the same as her being dead. Because he has the power of life. Jesus is life. Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid. In fact, he uses the imperative here. He's commanding him. Don't be afraid. Just believe. His heart, Jairus' heart, all at once lost its faith. So Jesus says to him, just believe. Believe with the faith you had just a moment ago. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John. He wanted witnesses. I want my disciples to see what I can do. Peter, James, and John. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, there was a commotion. Professional mourners. Some cultures still have this today. They had no attachment to this little girl, but they knew she was dead. So they arrived. They were paid to mourn. And they would wail. And Mourners like this, they would wail, and what a hideous sound these kind of people make. They play a very sad, mournful flute. They scream at the top of their lungs. And they make a horrible commotion. And Jesus speaks to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they laugh. They laugh and they mock him. Because the world knows nothing of Jesus. The world is still laughing at Jesus. They try to explain away salvation. They try to explain away where life really comes from. The world does not want to admit that Jesus Christ is the source of all physical and spiritual life. The world wants to ignore the truths of the Bible and say it wants to say there's nothing of truth in the Bible. That's what the world wants to say. The world knows nothing at all. And they thought Jesus was being ridiculous to say the girl is asleep. They knew better than him. They saw her. They saw her. She was dead. 
She's cold. She's stiff. They laughed in his face. So he put them outside, probably with the synagogue ruler's help. And then Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and the child's mother and father, and went into the room where the child was. Jesus took that girl's cold, stiff hand into his hand. And he said to her in Aramaic, Talitha kum, little girl, get up. Or, little girl, arise. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. But she's dead. The dead can't hear. Maybe his words could bounce around inside her dead little ears. The dead can't hear. How did this happen? Jesus is life. Where did her life go? Her life that which was taken by some disease had gone back to God who had given it. And Jesus had given her life back. The same life she had before. The disease was gone. Because the disease is a precursor to death. And the gift of resurrection also cured the disease. She was healthy. She got up, walked around. And Jesus told her parents, who were astonished at all of this, give her something to eat. You see, Jesus is the Lord of life. Life is in his hands. Eternal life, which is spiritual. Physical life, which he created. Beginning with our first parents, Adam and Eve. Our lives are in his hands too. All life is precious. Again and again we read in the Bible how God holds people accountable for life that they take. We live in a time when we see calloused hearts and people think of human life as cheaply. People protest wanting their rights to kill their own babies. Or their rights to kill themselves when they get too old. We never hear them talking about God. But you see, Jesus is life. Jesus is life. 
And he, the author of all life, has something to say about it. He is in control of it all. He came to this earth to save our lives so that our life would not be spent forever in hell, but would be spent forever in heaven. How precious is your life? Though your life might be miserable for a little while here in this world, when you're done living here, by faith in Jesus, you will live forever with glory with God in heaven. God sent his one and only son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the very source of life, the creator of life, to come to this earth to suffer and die after having satisfied all the commands of God living a perfect life for us having satisfied that law what did he do? he took upon himself the sins of every one of us and he died on the cross making satisfaction, making up for all of our sin and guilt and shame. That's how precious your life is. So that you can go to heaven. And you will go to heaven. So your life is precious. So precious that you shouldn't kill yourself. And you have no right to kill anybody else. Because life is precious. God says so. And he died on the cross and signed in blood our certificate of liberty. The decree that says you are forgiven of all of your sin and your guilt and your shame. How many thousands of little babies are gathered at his side? How many mothers who went through an abortion that they regret? Does Jesus stand at their side and comfort? Reminding them it's not the unforgivable sin. He comforts them. He died for those sins too. He takes away all the sins of the world. All the sins of the world. You see, none of us could ever say to another, how dare you? And he doesn't say that to us, does he? Rather, he died to take away all of our sins, all of our guilt so that the gates of heaven stand open to all of us through faith in Jesus Christ, so that we can spend forever with God in heaven, and God's excited that we're going to be there, because you are precious. Your life is precious.
He created you. He owns you. He made you. You are His servant. To God be the glory. Amen. That was our sermon for today. Final thought from John chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Speaking of Jesus, John writes, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Jesus Christ is life, and he was there at creation, and he created all things. He created you, and he created me, and your life, and my life, and the life of everyone is in his hands. And in the end, we will be with him. It is so important that we believe in him, so that we can spend eternity with him when our life here in this world is over. Our physical life has come from him. Our spiritual life has come from him. Now is the time to believe. It is his life that lights our eyes and gives us each day. Let us rejoice in him. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope these words fill your heart and give you purpose and a renewed spirit. Until next time, I'm Pastor Ted Bojanic.